Hello and welcome to Tech and Tonic, episode 18. You're listening to me, Darwin, and Jeevan. Again, of course, we are the staple. Uh, no running away from that, actually. <laughs> anyway, uh, we don't have a guest this week again, but uh, we are going to line up a guest next week. We've been quite busy for the past week, and that's why it's been quite difficult for us to start doing contents. And we're starting to move back into our office. So... I know I pronounce office wrongly, but you know, we are moving back into our office very soon. So we are doing that. And in the midst of doing all that, we haven't had a lot of time to do a lot of things. That's at least an update from us, right? So yeah. Um, last week, what happened? Jivan? Last week, last week was a very eventful week, to be very honest. There was a lot of, lo- a lot of local launches, including... Wait, last week, last week we actually missed Seuss. an episode. Yeah, last week we did do a, an episode, so yeah. we probably might need to do an update for two weeks. <laughs> but then, I don't think we have to lah, okay? Because uh, the the week before that, it wasn't much that happened. Yeah, um, last week, quite a lot of things happened locally at least, because uh, the telcos had some announcements. Uh, Asus launched like two or three laptops at the same time. I. I don't know why uh, Asia Shopee. is a bit jealous of that But you it, know They've launched the uh, Vivobook Shopee Vivobook right Yeah, uh, yeah Vivobook And we also had uh, Garmin Launching the Tax Is that, is that oh, how yeah, you that's say it? A Tech X I think Tech X uh, But it's a um, It's a stationary bicycle Or at least it's a Stationary bicycle flywheel it's not an entire bicycle. You still need to buy your own bicycle. It's basically a resistance machine. Correct. It's a resistance machine <laughs> with bike gears and stuff like that. But it's yeah. pretty cool. Lah. I mean, I mean, you get this kind of stuff now, which is, I think, pretty cool. Uh, it's for home exercising. Lah, mostly, yeah. Right? We also had the Maybank Shopee credit card launch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They launched a credit card. It looks like... It looks black. Okay, the entirety of the cl- card is black color, which looks quite cool with some shoppy orange on it, lah. Obviously. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's a Visa card. If you're interested, you can get it. You get it, and if you shop on Shopee, you get s- exclusive discounts, and you probably can get you know uh, some ins- exclusive installment plans for whatever stuff, lah. Yep, you can go to the website to find out what you can get, and there's also a Seven Seven concert coming up this week as well. Oh yeah, true. Because the seven seven is tomorrow, and the digital sales are going crazy. There's a lot of things online, and I'm holding on to my wallet. I don't want to go on Shopee and Lazada to see things. Speaking of digital sales, Steam is also having their sale. Oh yeah, it's still going on, but it's ending soon. So if you haven't gotten your games yet, you should go and have a look. Like yep, I'm soon. doing that now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I spent my money. I'm I'm not going to look at it ever again. I forgot to <laughs> click checkout the other day. Yeah, so um, Qualcomm also was in the news last week. They launched a new uh, SOC or system on a chip or a processor. Lah, okay, yeah. as simple as it is, it's a processor. But it's not for smartphones. It's it for wearables. For, yeah. So it's technically for the new Android Wear and... This also could mean that there's a new Android Wear coming. Not too sure when we'll see it or and how it'll look like, 
but you know Android Wear lah, huh? Android Wear and has then... been on the back burner for a long time. Oh yeah, it is. And then and WhatsApp is also updated for at least the web app, you know, the web and the desktop app. Now you can go on dark mode, which is what I'm using now. It's pretty, 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 pretty cool. I really like it. Yeah. I... Yeah, Jivan's using it too. Yeah, I actually had to refresh all my WhatsApp web because you need to refresh to get it to work. Right. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you just keep that in mind, okay? But uh, you can find it in one of your settings. Uh, if you go on our website, you can just read through it. And there's an instructional there. It's not a video, but, you know, it still works. Uh, yep. Maxis and Digi and Cellcom and U-Mobile and Unify Mobile, they are giving out free one gig. Well, they have been giving out that one free, uh, one gig- gigabyte of data right on a daily basis but now it's for 24 hours instead of from 8 a.m to 6 p.m right so so do claim your yeah so do claim your free data now or tomorrow or whenever because this is going all the way until december like end of the year because everyone's expected to work from home until the end of the year or at least they expect some people to do that um Mm -hmm. okay the next big thing that happened in the past two weeks was OnePlus. OnePlus launched a new phone. It's not to replace the OnePlus 8 or OnePlus 7 or OnePlus 8. It's OnePlus 8 now, right? Yeah. OnePlus 8 and 8 Pro. Yeah. Yeah. So the OnePlus 8 series. So this is not to replace them. It's rather to complement them. And this is kind of a budget smartphone. It's on. It was on pre-order but it's sold out now. So don't bother. But what does this mean for OnePlus, you know, Jivan? Well, I think it makes sense, especially if you're talking about markets like Malaysia, where OnePlus is not affordable anymore. They are pretty expensive. Uh, you're p- oh my paying gosh. anywhere between <laughs> 3 to 4K now. Yeah, so you're technically, when OnePlus launched, they actually launched as with the flagship killer moniker right which means that their smartphone is a lot more affordable than what you get from let's say a samsung galaxy s or samsung galaxy note and it performs just as well that was the moniker and then it just got more expensive and more expensive and more expensive until this year the oneplus 8 pro cost you somewhere about four thousand ringgit which is what you're getting a samsung galaxy s4 right yep yeah. So it is, I don't know. I it, it it makes sense, but at the same time your my thinking is like you've tried the OnePlus X which was panned because of what it brought to the table. Now you're bringing it you're technically bringing it back with the OnePlus Nord. And the naming yeah, the naming convention as well. Yeah, technically, right? But I think <laughs> it could allow a lot of people access to a OnePlus as well because I think it's not just made for, you know, the US market or the European market. I think this impacts the market more in the sense of Malaysia, Indonesia, India, you know, all these yep. um, bigger markets that actually uses a lot of the mid-range smartphones rather than high-end flagships because the prices obviously in that region is actually quite exorbitant 
in Indonesia, all these phones cost you not just one, two million. It's in the 10, 12 million price range. It's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And I think it, it makes sense, like I said, in our markets, but I don't think they will bring it to places like the US. Although it is re- uh, releasing la. in Europe. La. It is because they have always been, you know, on their um, online sales channel rather than, you know, using other physical channels to sell. So I think that's why they can actually bring it all the way to US if people are actually looking for something like this. But I don't think it's suitable for that market. Do you think? Uh, it may be suitable for the lower income, but at the same time, the impression that OnePlus has there is very, very different compared to what they have over here. Ah, that is true. Anyway, it's still, aff- whatever the phones are there, it's still going to be affordable for the US and the European market because their, the income gap is quite big, okay? Their disposable income is still quite big compared to ours. And their currency is still stronger la, obviously right so yeah. we have to take that into account obviously we can't afford a 5000 ringgit phone but over there in europe and us it's probably just about 500 us dollars or even 500 euros it's still quite affordable for them it's i mean it's still expensive but it's not in the thousandth region you know so i think that's fine but in yeah. another news in another bigger 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 news when we're talking about the US and smartphone market, right? The FCC, which is the US, uh, an independent body in the US that regulates electronics and communication devices, last week has declared that Huawei and ZTE are a risk to the national security. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, and this co- this comes after Trump has been blowing his horn about it. Yeah, so the director of FCC basically said that, yeah, they've done extensive research and they've done a lot of work uh, behind looking into Huawei and ZTE because a lot of third party... You, um, a lot of third-party contractors in the US, at least, they use a lot of um, Huawei and ZTE items. Why? Because they're cheap and they are technologically very advanced, right? Yeah. You can get um, Huawei cheap... Uh, no, I mean 5G very cheaply, and a lot of uh, contractors would really like to use them because it's cheap. Why, don't, why do you want to pay premium prices for things you can get for cheap? That's one thing, right? But the US Senate or a lot of people have been lobbying to uh, for FCC or for the US government to actually take a look at what Huawei is doing and whether it's a national risk. The director said that because Huawei and ZTE has very close links to the Chinese government, which is a communist government, and now they are having a lot of diplomatic problems, right? Uh, They have said that because of their closeness to the government and also to the obligation to the law of China, they're going to have to share information and data that they have or collected using their devices with the government, which is obviously not good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, you also have to take into consideration that this comes at a point when things are pretty politically charged when it comes to China. 
That is true. That so, is true. Whether or not the technology actually poses a threat is definitely being clouded by the fact that US has threatened China by a lot and they are hitting the two companies that bring in the most in terms of technology infrastructure. Yeah, true. But there's a the thing, lah. We don't really want to talk about politics because we're not a channel that specializes in politics. <laughs> yeah. Nor do we want to be. Okay, so we're not going to comment on the politics part. But this is a very, very big thing when it comes to smartphones. We've right? It, when it comes to at least Huawei smartphones, we're not going to see Google Play anytime soon, and that's quite yeah. sad. Yeah, we've already seen the effects of. Huawei not having Google Play with the App Store, and while it's getting more usable by the week, it also handicaps a lot of things. Yeah, so we've tried to review a few Huawei devices, and to be honest, they're not really bad smartphones. If you haven't seen our Huawei P forty Pro review yet, you should. It's already on the website. Right, go and check it out. But and that's the thing, when I reviewed the Huawei P forty Pro, that was it was a great smartphone. The camera is really nice. I mean, it's really smooth. The processor is really great. It's all around a great smartphone. But just because it doesn't Google have Google Play, I couldn't download anything else other than what they have in the app gallery. And at the same time, I had to sideload a lot of apps that I'm using, and even then, I still cannot properly download Google apps like YouTube or Gmail, uh, the Google app itself, and a lot of devices, a lot of things, a lot of um, a lot of apps. I can't really use them because a lot of them rely on using Google's Google Play services and Google account. I don't have any of those on a Huawei. Which is quite sad, lah. It's difficult. It was really difficult for me. Yeah, and you also have to re- remember that a lot of our banks in Malaysia, their apps run on Google Play infrastructure. So with without your banking apps like natively available, you're gonna be on a web app. Yeah, that is true. But then Huawei has already ported a lot of the banking apps into. Their app gallery, which is great. Okay, so you have Maybank there, you have Public Bank. I think Public Bank's there. A CIMB, I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't actually checked, even though I actually use CIMB. Uh, most of the time, I don't really use CIMB on a Huawei device. I, it's it, I usually kept it on a secondary. De- uh, the Huawei's are usually kept as secondary devices. So, yeah, because a lot of the apps that I use are still on Google Play. And they can be easily updated there. If you sideload a lot of the apps, you can't actually update them. That's yeah. one very big problem. And to be very honest, sideloading apps is not really recommended because it poses a very big security threat to your device itself. Oh yeah, that's another thing, right? Um, security, security is a very very big issue when it comes to our smartphones these days because our smartphones is the most personal thing. That we have currently, yep. And everything is on our phone. So what does this mean, you know, for us even? Because when they say, "Oh, Huawei devices, even their routers and everything are," they are definitely collecting data for their own um, servers and for their own storage for basically their own AI program that they're building as well. Mm-hmm. But 
if the if they actually have the obligation to share data with the Chinese government, what does this mean for us? You know. Yeah, and we are already in a point where everybody is second guessing Huawei when it comes to their devices. What this is more no now? offense to Huawei, lah, right? Uh, I mean, after this, I think if the representatives from Huawei hear this, probably we're gonna get our phones being blown up. Yeah. But then <laughs> we can pretty much expect that. But the thing is, for you guys, even for you guys as listeners, as audiences, right? We we can't possibly say that ah, it's safe to buy a Huawei phone now, because I'm not even sure. I'm not even yeah. sure, you know. And that's the biggest uh thing. They have the FCC uh declaring Huawei insecure is something that comes pretty uh out of the blue if you ask me. Because before this they cleared Huawei for it. Yeah. And and I don't know why they just said, "Oh, yeah, they don't have a backdoor program." Which is fine, okay. Which means that they can't actually steal your data. They don't actually have a backdoor program for the government. But they are banning Huawei, or they are fully banning Huawei from uh, third-party contractors of the government, the military, or whoever in the US, just because of the links that Huawei and ZTE has with the Chinese government, which is a communist government, and politically. Things haven't been very, very encouraging on their end. We're not going to comment about that, obviously. But from what it looks like in the news, it's not very encouraging. Mhm. Yeah, and we're also seeing a lot of uh things to do with security pop up when it comes to Huawei and a lot of the other Chinese brands, just because it's being. Pushed by certain parties. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. So, but what do you think, Jivan? W- would you still buy a Huawei phone? I have already been avoiding Huawei phones, <laughs> uh, because of the whole App Store situation. <laughs> so this is the situation in the office currently. Well, not in the office in our in our group currently. So Jivan does not really want to review any of the Huawei devices. <laughs> So all most of the Huawei devices have to come to me to review, okay. And here's the problem: he's not very, um, he's usually quite conservative when it comes to Android phones. He would he wouldn't mind reviewing any of them, until when it comes to Huawei saying that oh there's no Google Play and stuff like that, right? And to be really honest, Huawei has been pushing their app gallery and HMS agenda quite aggressively, if I'm yeah. being honest. And uh, on that on that part, it's not very fun for us as a media, but it is what it is. They need to do it. They don't really have a choice because they really need the audience. They really need people to start picking up. If not, they're gonna drown, right? So we can't blame them for it. It's just that, oh my gosh, it changes the experience so much. I there's so many good things that I want to talk about on the Huawei devices, but just because they're hindered by not having enough in their ecosystem, or not being a part of a bigger ecosystem, that really sucks out the experience, lah. Mhm. Yeah. And, and the, I cannot. Uh, for me, the bi- anyone to buy. 
for me, the biggest issue is that if I am going to recommend a Huawei device, it also means that I am going to be tech support for that Huawei device. Oh yeah, uh, I've ex- I have experienced that. And this is not just Huawei, okay? This is Honor devices as well, because they are part of the same company. They're relying on the same ecosystem. And now in my thinking, right, just a last few bits of, of um, thoughts, lah, because we're going to wrap it up soon. I think Honor should have just exited. I mean, Honor should have just taken their money and um, exited Huawei and formed their own company. Yeah. <laughs> While they're based on the same technology, I don't think that should be a big issue with them it, because then they would have the Google Play Store. Don't you think? Because yeah. they are trying to move away from being part of Huawei now. They are telling everybody that, yeah, we are our own brand now. At least in Malaysia, that's the narrative. Yeah, we are our own independent brand. We have our own UI. We have our own ecosystem. We have our own lifestyle stuff that they do that we do. So why not just have Honor as a, their own company, right? Yeah. Wouldn't and, be better? But I also see, like, it also a problem with uh, people who actually like Huawei devices like before this I really loved Huawei devices the camera quality oh, yeah. on <laughs> Huawei devices is really really good but now right. because of everything that is happening and the security of uh, banking and stuff like that being done on the phone being questioned yeah I do a lot of my banking stuff on the phone that is true. I, we, I do a lot of the banking stuff on the phone as well because it's convenient. It's so convenient these days. Apps are yeah. so nice. <laughs> and like things like doing do it now and stuff like that, you are literally bypassing most of your security. And yeah, if it's and insecure on your phone. Already. Yeah. Yeah. And if your phone true. is not secure, yeah, uh, there's going to be a problem, lah, obviously. You are in a lot of trouble when it comes to dealing, yeah. doing your banking. So yeah, you have to be extra careful on that part as well. But at least now the banking apps are already on Huawei App Gallery. But I still don't think that remedies the whole problem with Google Play. Um, because it just sucks out a, a lot of experience. That's to me the most important part. When you're using a smartphone, at least to us right in tech end, when you you're, when you're using a smartphone, what is important is the experience of using the smartphone, of the UI that you have on the smartphone, of how you use the smartphone and what it does for you. And yeah. that's why in our reviews, we've never spoken or we have always covered the hardware side of it because it's necessary to know what's inside the phone. But yeah, but we never focus time, on benchmarks. Correct. So what Jivan and I like to do is we like to talk about the experience of owning such smartphone and what it does for your workflow, your everyday life and how it affects you as a person or at least yeah. affects us as a person, right? Which is quite sad lah. So I don't know, man. I really don't know. I'm sad. And with a lot of the other companies coming up with very, very, very compelling devices, it's not a good time for Huawei to have this in their basket. Yeah, and expensive too. <laughs> yeah. So people like Oppo is taking this opportunity, you know, to sell their premium smartphones. I think it's yeah. working quite well for them. <laughs> it, Oppo has been pushing pretty hard. But when it comes back to Huawei, I, 
we have friends in Huawei and it's very hard to hear this type of things happening. But at the same time, like when Garit says that I don't want to review the smartphone, it's also because I don't want to be overly harsh on them just because they don't have Google Play. <laughs> I'm trying not to be. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. Uh, yeah, it's I can. so yeah. That's the thing. Even for you, it's so hard to be, uh, nice, with the fact that Huawei App Gallery is there and Google Play isn't. For me, I don't really have a filter when it comes to opinions. And yeah, well, that's it, the thing, right? When it comes to writing, I'm, I will just put it down. I'm not super filtered as well but the thing is whenever you hold a smartphone at least both of us when we hold a new device we don't we try not to be too negative about it because we believe that there is always a place for a smartphone right whatever it is whatever the device is there's always a place and use for it there's always a function for it like let's say the huawei matepad pro we haven't released a review because it's so difficult for me it's it okay that was the alarm because um we went overboard but anyway <laughs> it's it's very difficult for me because it's not that i don't see the point of the device right there's always a place for a device wherever it is or whatever it is in your life you're going to find a use for it anyway it doesn't matter whether you're buying a tablet a laptop or a smartphone these things are going to be very personal to you yep but the problem is what good is it when you don't have any contents in it? Yep. And don't forget, we also consume most of our content on the smartphone now. Ah, exactly. Your news, your... Even your e-wallets are all there. Most of the time, I don't carry cash anymore. Like, I yep. can tell you in my wallet now, I only have like 30 bucks. Think 30 I have ringgit. Less. Think I yeah, have less. I only have 30 ringgit. <laughs> And I've been relying on the on e-wallet apps so much, so much, because they're so great. <laughs> yeah, and e-wallets are becoming a reality in Malaysia. And if you don't have your e-wallets on the uh, website, website on the phone, phone, you probably go will. And get one. <laughs> yeah, you need to get one, and you're basically missing out on a lot when it comes to banking and stuff like that. Yeah. That is true. But also, we are looking forward for Do It Now, uh, the QR code that they're going to unify everything in one QR code, which means that you can be using your GrabPay, you can be using your um, your your Boost. I can't re even remember how many Grab, uh, how many e-wallets we have now. Uh, Our major ones are Boost, Touch & Go, uh, go e-wallet, and GrabPay, right? So you can be using any of those and the shop can have any variations of those and you just need to use one QR code. You don't need to go around searching for whatever, which is great for us, lah, for, for customers, right? Yeah. Yeah. It but definitely that is all is. the time we have for now, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's all the time we have for now. We went overboard. I think you've heard the alarm going on, going off on my side. Uh, but this is all getting a bit more interesting and we are looking forward to see what Huawei responds with uh, for the FCC charges and what they yeah. can come up with later on. It's definitely an exciting time for tech, right? We are looking forward to a lot of launches this week and because everyone just woken up from the COVID scare, you know, 
we can expect quite a quite a busy few months ahead for tech, especially, right? And yeah, it's not going to slow down because COVID nineteen is still not you know exactly gone just yet, and people are going to come up with a lot of tech to f- combat against that or to work around that, which is quite exciting time for us. I mean, yeah, Asus did their part. Asus has a lot of. Uh, yeah. Asus is having a lot of launches in the past few weeks. I think yeah. more We're to come this. More. Yeah. So yeah, more and stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Uh, thank you for listening in. Thank you for listening to us ramble about things. Uh, we are trying to look into a new format of the podcast. So tell us what you think about our podcast. We are trying to shorten it down, basically. Um, we also have our weekly show on YouTube, the Tech and Download. Be sure to check that out. And we are also on this podcast is on all your favorite podcast channels now. If we are not there yet, just let us know. Uh, we are coming up to episode nineteen next week, right? So yeah, uh, we're gonna have a guest next week, definitely. Okay, but let us just arrange that, and we'll announce the guest. Next week we'll probably have a live stream. We don't know if you want us to do a live stream. Just reach out to us and let us know. Uh, the email is there, or you can just comment on our website or whatever. You know. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can actually just drop us a tweet at Tech and TV oh, yeah. on Twitter or even on, on Facebook, Facebook, LinkedIn, or on Instagram. Just, just you know, DM yeah. us. DM the B. You know, that's what Malay what Malaysians say. Anyway Thank you for listening in We will Not see you We will talk to you guys again Next week For episode 19 Of Tech and Tonic This has been a pleasure This has been me And Jeevan From Tech and Tonic Bye bye See ya